Hello, everybody, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, along with Kyle Davis. We will get you caught up with everything that is going on in Toronto Rockland and uh, chat a little bit about, obviously, what's going on around the rest of the National Lacrosse League because the standings are tight. We're getting down to the wire. We're into the final month of the regular season. Lots going on. Uh, we'll try to get through as much of it as we can here in the next little bit. So uh, to start things off, obviously... You know, we started off the way we hate to start the podcast off, and that's talking about a loss. And the Toronto Rock end up being 11-7 losers on Friday night at the hands of the Colorado Mammoth. Um, there's lots to go at this game, I guess, about. But to start, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think let's start with let's start with the good. Let's start with the good, KD. What did you think was good from Friday night's game? The good, I, I do. Yeah, I do think there was uh, definitely some good. I think. Starting with Nick Rose, I thought he was solid. gave you gave you a chance to win. I mean, you know, they scored 11, one empty netter there by Capito, let in 10 goals. That's right in the wheelhouse of what you want. And like I said, giving your team a chance. The other good, the defense and the transition from the defense was was awesome. You, I don't think, or like we've said, I think if you counted on your went into a game and said our D is going to give us seven. <laughs> you think, like, the, you're, you're absolutely a, yes. you're in a great spot so i i think that was great as well uh yeah rosie and the the defense and the transition to me was uh was great individually you know challen rogers great i thought brad cree a great goal the tra- like that is what what i think you take the positives from there and i mean i'll let you continue on it if we're well i mean i'm really just going to echo what you say there and and how We've talked about already so much in the last few days here as we've dissected the game around the around the office and whatnot and, and talking, uh, you know, in the immediate moments even after the game on Friday night is that you sit there and you walk in and you say, your goalie's going to stop 40 of 50. He's going to let in 10 goals tonight. He's going to have an 80% save percentage. You're going to get <clears throat> seven goals from your D guys. Six of them are going to be in transition. Um, you almost sit there and go, "This is a, we can't lose tonight. Can't lose. I agree. That's right. You lock that in eighteen times out of eighteen times this year, for sure. You know, and the goaltending performance is more likely to happen on a frequent basis to get that type of goaltending from Nick Rose. That type of offense from your from your back end is pretty rare to get up into those numbers. I think most nights you hope if you get two or three transition goals, I think you're you might be in a pretty good spot um, on most nights, but. Then I guess we uh, we go at the elephant in the room, so to speak, and, and talk about the offense. And it's been a roller coaster this year. It has been red hot. Looked like an unstoppable machine. We talk about the three-headed monster, and we know one of those heads is, is not in the lineup right now. And we'll talk a little bit about Tom Schreiber uh, later on. But, you know, you've still got a lot of very capable, competent uh, offensive weapons in the lineup and in the National Lacrosse League, for an offense to go into a game, again, if you would have said before the game, you're going to get zero goals tonight from your offense. Nothing in an NLL game. Just like you're taking 18 times out of 18 times, you're, you're taking your, your seven goals from your D and your great goaltending performance that we got on Friday night, you're never, like, you're never betting that that zero goals is ever happening. You're always betting against it. You're, if anybody's willing to give you that bet, like you're taking that every time on the side of, no, we're going to get at least one. We're going to get one. Yeah, those are two defi- definitely <laughs> you know, opposite ends of the spectrum there. And I can't recall ever seeing that in you know a game of lacrosse at this level. And it's it's crazy, really. Like you said, I know we're only, we are missing Tom Schreiber, but this offense is still very capable of – you know, putting the ball in the net and just last two weeks we you know Kieran McCardle's going off back-to-back hat tricks and yeah Robbie Hellier is Robbie Hellier and Adam Jones is top 10 in the league in scoring and the list goes on Brett, H- Brett Hickey the list goes on and uh it, it's crazy to me just a couple things that stuck out to me I guess from the offense perspective um Felt to me a lot of shots were going low to low or getting buried low at least on Dylan Ward, who's one of the best goalies in the league. But it just felt like he was coming out 
you know, a couple steps, and there was nothing to shoot at, and he was just eating them up in his stick or, or in his gut as there was literally nothing to shoot at. Uh, felt a couple times that we were in close, just didn't didn't finish, and then a couple other times we did have opportunities, and uh, it just, I don't know if we gripped the sticks too tight or it just seemed to fumble it or hit hit a shaft or miss the pass. I, I mean, one that sticks out, and, and I'm not picking on him by any means, though, uh, and I know it was something the Rock identified they wanted to do was on the power plays, the left crease, the crease guys like to jump up on the shooter. Jones flipped a back in down to Reed Reinhold, who was j- wide open naked and just didn't catch the ball. And uh, like again, I'm not picking on Reed Reinhold by any means. It was happening all night throughout the offense, uh, but just little things like that I found to be you know sticking out. And you, nine out of ten times, I'm sure they're catching those and you know getting a good shot. And you know maybe a couple times out of ten, those are going in for you. And it's it's a different story. It just happened felt like everyone had an off night at once which is rare because you know you wouldn't be surprised if one or two guys had an off night and the other guys kind of pick up the slack and it's just with everyone not going at uh, a snowball effect and it just kind of got worse as the night went on and the mood around it uh, was was obviously not great but and even to think to put it even in maybe a, a deeper perspective even is if you sit there and like we've talked about say if your offense scored three or four goals we win that game yeah, for That's sure. it. And you would have, at the end of the night, said, this was not a good performance from our offense. But thankfully, our goaltending and our transition carried us through this game. But our offense was was kind of stinky. We only had three, four goals from them, and that's going to be better. We're not going to win a lot of games like that, yada, yada, yada. And But then you go so far to the to the zero. And like you say, how, you know, there was some struggles with that Rob Hellier, like, you know, from maybe just like, the outside, so to speak, looked like he was, you know, working as hard as ever. He just couldn't get a step on anybody for for whatever reason, you know. And uh, it, it's you probably never see that again. So that's why you know you sit back and you think, okay, like let's have a little reality check here. You know, our goaltending's still in tremendous shape. Our defense in tremendous shape. Our offense collectively, like you said, just had a you know, complete across the board, donuts, wipeout. That's not, that's just not going to happen again. And now you're hopefully welcoming Tom Schreiber back to the lineup this weekend, which has to be a shot in the arm. I don't think it's something where you can be really worried that, oh, now the offense is going to sit back and, uh, you know, just let Tom do it all. I think it's almost. You know, again, probably trying to look at the positives here and all this, but it's almost better that the offense had this night at that point because, you know, Tom can come back, be the shot in the arm, but also the guys who will be in the lineup on Sunday are all going to have something to prove. Nobody can be happy with with what happened this past week. So, you know, you're going to have your 7-0 guys that are going to dress for that game are all going to have something to prove in one one form or another, including Tom coming back from injury potentially. For sure, and... I mean, I was thinking about this the other or this morning actually on the way in. Like, there's two ways to look at the Toronto Rock right now, and one could be I think it's just typical negative fan approach to things when things go wrong. And you know, they've lost. You know, they lost a tough game. I think they've lost three or three uh, other. Or sorry, they're three and four in their last seven. They're, they're kind of you know winning a couple, losing a couple um, right now. Tom's out, or you, like you said, you look at the positives, and I still think this team's in a great spot really like with the east so tight it's not like that not that loss knocked us out of anything we're still right in the mix no. you know a week ago we're in first right yeah. that's just how tight this is you mentioned you get schreiber back i think everyone's gonna rebound um you still got georgia buffalo rochester on the schedule all teams that you're battling with you still control your own destiny i think there's still a lot of positives to be to be had here and we mentioned the ups and downs of the National Lacrosse League and, and the East, especially this year. And uh, you know, it's it's a it was a tough night. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't think by any means the sky is falling down here or people. Well, also, be- like you know, how many times have we sat here this year and said every team in the East is probably having very similar conversations about themselves internally that you know we are here in Toronto Rockland, right? You're right in the middle of things. You got divisional games left. You know, we're we might not be as good as we are when we're 
blowing the lights out here, but we're definitely not as bad as we are when we're losing. We're somewhere in between, and it really is going to be a matter of just who finds their game here in the month of April. What team, what East Division team finds their game in the in the month of April? And that might not even be going 4-0 or, or 3-1 or anything like that. You know, that could be finding the right two wins here for the Rock. Those would be against Buffalo and Rochester, and not that you want to go in and say, yeah, we're good with losing on Sunday, but even losing Sunday would be nowhere near the end of the world here for this team. It certainly doesn't put you in a great position, but you pile up those next couple of wins against Buffalo and Rochester, those two teams still have to play one another. You then have the tiebreaker against both of those teams. You know, those are the two games that if you're a Rock fan, you need to have circled on your calendar. Those are the two games that are going to decide what is going to happen here down the stretch. So, you know, going two and two, some things falling into place because they're just naturally going to because teams are playing each other. And then also getting a little help. You know, you're sitting there going, you still could be hosting the East Division semifinal game here the week, the first week of May without going crazy here and needing to go 4-0 to finish things out. But you finish this month 2-2, two and two, you feel good about yourself, you finish 9-9, nine and nine, sure. But the way this season has gone, I think for everybody, I don't think there's too many teams again that starting this month here, you'd say... I'm good with finishing nine and nine. You're going to give me that two and two here the rest of the month. I'm taking it. I'm I'm taking it. You know, and maybe some people look at that as a, like, well, you're you're right now. You're saying yeah, like hang two losses on me with how tight things are. But you know, I, I don't see anybody running the table here in the East the rest of the month. Like, you know, I think it's going to come down to you know you don't want to write New England off at this point, but they're not. You know, they're probably in the least envious position maybe of everyone. You've got Georgia, who I think may end up, you know, looking at their schedule too, who else they have. Like, they may end up rising to the top here. And then you've got Toronto, Rochester, Buffalo in the middle. Two teams maybe competing, or three teams, sorry, competing for two spots. We've got the head-to-head thing, you know. We're going to talk through this a million ways, but it, it just, you know, there's zero reason to push the panic button here. And even a loss this Sunday, don't even be looking for the panic button. You no. know, like, there's just, it's... The math of it all and the reality of it all is that it's just not you're not quite there yet. Not no, know? it's not not the end of the world by any means. And just a couple, I guess, thoughts or ideas here, you know, when comparing or looking down the stretch and I know the record's the same, we're gonna be tight with them, but we've all questioned and seen the ups and downs Buffalo's goaltending has had this year. Yeah. We have a, a solid rock in that that we know what we're gonna get for the remainder of the season. You know, I'd be putting my chips in that guy that I know what I'm going to get. Then, yep. Who's not star- or who's starting tonight? Kind of thing in Buffalo. Right. Um. You, you mentioned the the season series. We got like there's a lot of good things in our favor, and I look at Sunday as a great opportunity for a bounce back game. We've talked on this show. Georgia's kind of owned the rock a little bit of late, and in the past two years, for instance, and they've been, all been tight games, but. If you could catch the, like the perfect storm of getting, you know, not even the perfect storm, but like just getting, you know, Tom back, the offense rebounds, you, you catch a good game, the kind of game that you pick up a road win down in Georgia, I think that can just really get things going in the right direction here, leading yep. up to the Buffalo and Rochester games, and I don't want to say it's a monkey off the back, right? I think I, I don't know. We've talked about just you know how Georgia just kind of has our number. Just getting a win against a team like that, the defending champs. I know that can do a lot for for the dressing room and confidence. And you know, like we talk about this league, one week things can change so quick again. And just that would be a you know that'd be a massive win. It's the Twitter game of the week here this week, and could really set the tone for the remaining three games down the season. Yeah, and you talk about the Twitter game of the week. It wasn't uh, even scheduled as the Twitter game of the week. It's something that uh, the league decided to change to throw that game up on Twitter as, you know, something where, you know, this is a huge game. Sunday, you know, it is big for both teams. And, um, you know, two teams going in with the same record, 7-7, seven and seven, have had, you know, similar ups and downs and whatnot. And uh, it's going to be a doozy again sunday afternoon 405 uh we'll quickly touch on tom schreiber here before we uh before we break and uh, welcome our guests in studio but um tom schreiber uh release went out earlier this week from the rock from us here um talking about the probability i guess or possibility of him returning as early as this sunday and you know that is something that 
It could very well happen. He's going to practice Thursday night with his teammates here for the first time since being injured, and he's going to go through a full uh, practice here and test things out and see how the wheel is doing. And, and hopefully he's going to feel confident in it and, uh, you know, he's going to be ready to play. I mean, I know, like, you know, we've watched him uh, – run around here in some light duty here over the last uh, week or so and he's looked very very good and I think a little bit more of a precautionary manner, measure in my opinion anyways that uh, he didn't play this past weekend but I think he's you know if you're to throw a percentage at it I mean I, I would think we're sitting there looking right now at probably 85 to 90 percent that he's going to play that's just my you know maybe hoping <laughs> more than anything but you know that's kind of where I see this coming in right now is that he is you know far more likely to play than not to play and and that's going to be a boost that you know sitting back being the armchair quarterback kind of thing from the outside again you know on paper all those types of things how can you say it's not going to be a big boost oh it's going to be massive if he if he does play we you know He's kind of the cog of the team in a way. You know, a lot of stuff goes through him. You've, you've heard Coach Maddie and, you know, Jamie say, you know, he's our hardest worker in practice. He, every time he comes, he's trying to learn and, and better himself. Like all great traits of, a, you know, one of the best cross players in the world. A couple things for me, I'd just be – I'd be curious. I've, I've never had a knee injury or don't, you know, I'd be curious to ask someone who has how that first game is and what that mental, I guess – mental block is or if there is one in terms of you know he's a guy that likes to he's shifty likes to be cutting and, and juking and jiving in a way uh just how that goes is we know you can do it all out here with no defenders really on you just how how to get over that i guess early does it take a cut or two early in the game and then you know you you feel good about yourself moving forward knowing that i'm back kind of thing and the second thing would be i hope that the guys in the lineup but i don't think they will think that okay now Tom's back now we I can go back through Tom like he's a part of the team just like everyone else yep. right it's not like Tom's back now I'm just gonna look for Tom to do it and kind of pick up some slack that maybe you know we didn't have last week or I, I you gotta just own your your game whatever that is in a way you know not everyone's gonna be scoring three goals three assists and putting up big points but yeah. just chip in with still chip in with what you do on a regular basis to make you good successful and in the lineup right it's all, all you're all parts of this team and the offense goes as everyone goes in a way so I hope they're not I don't think they will by any means just something no I don't think the, they will either and that's kind of why I mentioned before just about you know, I, I think everybody in this lineup this weekend is going to have something to prove. For sure. Like, there's no, you know, we don't want to beat a dead horse, but just n nobody is going to be happy with what happened last week, and they all want to do better, flat out, right? As a as an athlete, a competitor, all those types of things, you just, you know you have to be better than you were last week. And if everybody is better, you know, you're probably going to be looking at a Toronto Rock win this Sunday. For sure, and... The guys that, you know, came off a tough one, if you start to string a couple tough ones, you know, you got Tom coming back. I know for sure you got a Dan Litter chomping at the – there's guys that, you know, things could get juggled around here if you don't pick up your weight, and that's just the reality of pro sports. So no one wants to come out of the lineup. Everyone wants to – you know, they're there for a reason, of course, and they got to they gotta show they want to be there. And I, I full have full confidence in a bounce-back performance from uh, from everyone involved on the offensive side. All right, well, we will uh, take a short break here, and uh, when we come back, Challen Rogers will be joining us, and uh, we'll have lots more to come here on Toronto Rock Total Access as well. We'll be previewing Sunday's game against the Georgia Swarm. 405 start at the Infinite Energy Arena down in uh, Duluth, Georgia. So stay with us, enjoy the brief musical interlude, and we'll be back in a moment. Come on, girls, let's rock that. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock along with Kyle Davis. And we now welcome Challen Rogers in studio with us here. Challen, welcome back. Thank you. It's always great to have you in studio. I want to uh, obviously talk about this past uh, Friday night's game against Colorado Mammoth, among other things. But um, i got to say, what a game from you on Friday night. Did that feel like that was one of your best games you'd played in the NLL at this point? or? 
Honestly, I didn't think I played that great. Really? Yeah. Come on. It's <laughs> a few things. Really? I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. thought it, watching it, I was like, you were around, you know, not only did you score the goals, which are obviously something that shows up on, you know, the stat sheet that everybody can see, but I, I thought you were, you know, you were around everything. Loose balls, everything. You seem to be making big plays. You were playing well defensively, but maybe we'll flip the script a little bit here. And then what What was the problem? <laughs> what didn't go right for you uh, personally? It's a few. Uh, like? I mean, I'd rewatch the game. There's a few things that I kind of threw the ball away once. I went down scored, and there's a few things defensively that I thought I could have done a little bit better on, and um, which resulted in goals, obviously. So. There's some ups and downs, but um, yeah. it would have been nice to get the win there. All right. Well, yeah, that's that kind of goes without saying, but all right. I'll <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with that. Um, in terms of the goal scoring, though, uh, we've seen you do it in transition, but it was a little bit different to see you out there kind of on an offensive set where you were out there in kind of a settled situation. Um, how did that kind of come to pass that you did end up out there on offense in that game? and? How do you feel in that situation, being uh, kind of playing in a five-on-five situation on the front end? Yeah. Uh, in junior, I kind of got used to it, playing five-on-five. Um, sometimes I'd stay. And uh, a little bit this year, I've, I've stayed up a little bit and tried to play some five-on-five, but, um, you know, usually they don't turn out in goals. Um, <laughs> just. But is that something that's by design, or is that something that comes from – you've run the ball up the floor in transition and, and stayed and played, like you said, or is that something that's by design from the coaching staff that, you know, Challenge, we want you to stay up there a few times a game and, and give us a shift? Um, yeah, a little bit of both, yeah. I would say. Uh, just kind of reading the situation and um, just listening to obviously Brucey, Maddie, and Blainer and seeing what they want from me. And, um, yeah, turns out like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't actually, I should say, it wasn't bad to do it with, the family, the mother in, in attendance there watching the game. Was that a little bit extra? I saw. I thought the celebration on the second goal, there was a little bit more on it. You had a little more on the celebration, no? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. I don't, I'm not usually a big uh, selly guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess just the emotions of the game just yeah. kind of happen. All right. A little different. I remember Latrell scored with Calgary in attendance, Tyson Bell, and he had a nice crowd point. <laughs> yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> exactly. Right? So yeah. it's just a little different concept, little different, right? Yeah. Backgrounds. But uh, anyways, Challenge, I uh, wanted to get your opinion on the, the the mindset of the defense when the offense is struggling like that. And, you know, the game's going on, and, you know, you're scoring Latrell, Cree, Merrill chipping in, and you, you got to be thinking, because I was thinking while watching – it's only a matter of time before Helly or Jones or someone's going to, you know, get a couple here for us to kind of – you're really, if you look at it, you're three, four goals away from winning that game if the offense scores one a quarter even, really. Uh, what's the mindset, like, on the back end when it's just not happening for them up front? Um, obviously, we have the utmost confidence in, in the guys up front. Uh, and it's really just kind of doing our job. Um, we, we pride ourselves on pushing the ball up and, and getting good scoring opportunities and obviously shutting out their offense. And, um, you know, throughout that course of the game, we we believed in our own to definitely score. Um, but obviously it, it, it was unfortunate it didn't happen. Um, and we just we just tried to do our job. Um, I wish we could have scored a little bit more and stopped them from scoring more. Uh, but, I mean, that's how the game goes. And do you think it's something – and I was wondering this, uh, you know, you've seen the D score so much and your, your offensive goal, you know, it was a good rip from outside there and other guys were ripping from outside, not finding – do you think it's – there's anything to do with D guys just getting up? And I don't want to sound negative by coming across and saying this. <laughs> like, I was an O guy when I played. I think it's D guys get up there and they don't really think as much and sometimes O guys can overthink they're trying to pick a corner instead of you know or making it perfect or if, if that makes any sense you know it might just be on the goal goalies uh, I know that a lot of goalies in the league do a lot of research on the offensive guys and when they see defensive guy go down that obviously they haven't seen a lot of shots from uh, it's it's really a guessing game for them and um, you know it's shoot till you get hot Right, it's it's uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, it's you kind of see it. That's kind of spoken like a yeah, an old guy. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it is what it is. 
And then looking ahead to this week in Georgia, and I was just you know talking with Hammer here. Even though you're coming off you know a tough loss and and whatnot, it feels like there's still a lot of positives going into this. You know, you have the possible return of Tom Schreiber. I think up front you're probably gonna get a bounce back performance from the offense. I don't think that's gonna happen two games in a row. And you're going into a building where where you have struggled in the past couple of years, but it's a it's an opportunity to really pick up a big road win and get back in the win column. Yeah, um, we know what we need to do, not only this game, um, but for the remainder of the season, uh, you know, to put ourselves in a good in a good spot uh, for playoffs. But, um, yeah, Georgia's a great team, and we know that, and we know um, how good we are and how good we can be when we play our game. Um, last game, you know, we didn't really come out <clears throat> ready to go, and we were down three or four pretty early. Um, so... I mean, we just we just got to come prepared and ready to go, and uh, you know, take it shift by shift and uh, quarter by quarter, and just hopefully, at the end of the game, come out with big big uh, road win. No, I wanted to throw this. I was trying to dig this up while you guys were uh, kind of going back and forth there, but um, I don't know if you saw this quote from uh, Rock owner, president, and GM Jamie Dowick in uh, U.S. Lacrosse Magazine on their site. He said, "Quote challenge this year. That guy to me is the runaway transition player of the year in the league." It's not even close. He's been unbelievable. What do you think when you you kind of hear something like that from uh, from your general manager? Uh, it's nice to hear. Um, I mean, I haven't even really been thinking about that. Uh, it would be great, but you know, uh, I could tell you something that'd be a lot better. Uh, yeah. Hoisting a hoisting a trophy over our heads at the end of the year, um, and really, till that uh, happens or um, doesn't happen, uh, it's really the only goal. And when you talk about winning a championship at the end of the year, you know, we've only got a month left in the regular season. And just, you know, how do you look at the landscape right now in the East Division? I mean, everybody sits back and talks about it being so close and everybody's beating everybody. Is that a is that a parody thing or is it more so you think that nobody has really found their game yet here and it's still kind of wide open? Yeah, uh, well, I think we talked about it last time I was on how, um, you know, if you don't come ready to go, uh, you can find yourself in a hole pretty early. Um, and, you know, that might be the case where, you know, you don't come ready to play or you have a really bad stretch for five or ten minutes and, and you get down a few goals and you try to build back and chip away at it. And, uh, you know, ultimately it, it, it was just too little too late. Um, I mean, that could be the case. There is, I mean, everyone in the East right now is playing uh, for obviously a playoff spot, and it is so close. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens here at the end. And I think when we look at going down the stretch here, everybody's trying to find consistency in their game. And, and like you say, even within a game, not only from week to week. So what do you think is it's going to be here down the stretch for this team to find that level of consistency that will hopefully not only just get them into the playoffs, but get this team into a, you know, hopefully deep into the playoffs? Hard work. I mean, um, yeah. you know, coming to practice and, and uh, you know, taking it seriously and, and uh, just doing all the little things right, um, you know, on and off the floor, uh, eating right, working out and all that stuff. Um, and then when we come to play, being being ready to go. Um, that's that's a big thing. Starts in this, in this league are huge if you're not ready to go, um, like you saw Friday. Um, you know you're in a hole early and you're you're trying to chip away at it um but yeah i mean we're, we're a confident group we know what what our game's like when when it's on and um it's just it's on us to get us there and even when you look at uh you know this season and, and how things have gone and maybe i guess maybe my question here is more about the nll season this only being your second year but compare the grind maybe of the nll season to what you were used to in college or even in junior where sometimes things are maybe a little bit more condensed you're not really going for i mean we're already you know over five months in really when you go back to the start of training camp you know april would be month number six you could be in a month number seven into may like maybe just talk about what it's been like getting used to this grind and like i said just what it's uh, or how it compares to what you've been through before um you know it the grind it's it's different when i was at school it it was definitely a grind we were practicing 
four or five times a week and working out on top of that and doing class all that so that was an absolute grind um for the nll besides you know games and practices it's the grind's really on yourself and it's uh you know you have to put that on your shoulders and um you know you only get to see each other once twice a week so all that the the preparation and all that stuff just falls on yourself and um you know that's something i kind of tried to do different this year and uh, change up what i was doing um in the duration of the week uh to help me on the floor um then you know it's it's gone a little bit better than last <laughs> year um for myself personally but uh you know i'm just trying to do and be the best i can be for for the better of the team just on a lighter side for me typically we we ask for the update is anything f- cool or fun happened at the house of late that been going uh, on of late or just standard podcast practice? suitable <laughs> yeah no yeah. we're uh we're bit we're becoming very big uh fort builders so big <laughs> fortniters Fortnite. yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. yeah I, I honestly tried to not play as as much as possible and then you know i sat down one day and uh, kind of started playing yeah. and it's 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 addicting yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i know nothing about for what what is the goal of Fortnite? you are actually trying to build a fort well it's like hunger <laughs> games it's really like okay. hunger games so you're t- flying around trying to well not flying around running around trying to pick up guns ammo uh, some health and yeah, it's it's like the Hunger Games. I haven't played, but from what I gather, there's a hundred people that got yeah. basically get dropped into a map. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. At any point, yeah, no. And it's you basically got to s- survive, and you know you want to be number one, the last person standing. Yeah. So you want a, a team, or you are you're there's different there's or? different types. So you can go solo, duo. Uh, you can squat up with four. So at the house, we actually have four Xboxes and four different TVs, and we're all or everyone's uh, mic'd up, mic'd up, squatted up, and yeah, four different TVs, four different Xboxes, four different mics. Who are the yeah. four guys that are playing? Uh, it originally it would be Mags, Drew, Adam, and then me and Brad are, are getting in there too. We're more of the grinders. <laughs> we're we're trying to learn, but so they're they're better than us. Eventually, sure. if it works out pro- correct, and again, I don't know. You, do you, the plan is to get to the final four. The four are you to the final four, or do you just sideswipe Drew at any minute? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're in a squad game, you want to be. You can go f- if you're the last four standing. Then you guys then win. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but. We're not. We're not quite. Sounds like there. a grind of another game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's taken over. <laughs> yeah, it it has taken over. It's crazy. Wow. So I guess this means no time for reality television anymore. You're still sneaking that in. Uh, Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, that's the new reality TV show we're all kind of bought into. Nobody got into Big Brother Canada. Eh? I watched like five minutes of the episode last night, or on uh, the night, PVR think, yeah. and uh, it's just not the same to me it's just hard wow. to get into it so I'm so All used right. to Julie and uh, <laughs> yeah. the other house I'm just it's what I grew up on <laughs> 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 that's great alright alright Chal well thanks a lot for stopping by uh, obviously the best of luck this weekend in Georgia and uh, hopefully you know like I said off the top I thought you were you know one of the best games I've seen you play here in Toronto this past weekend and you said it might not have been, so uh, maybe we can kind of have all that come together here Sunday in Georgia. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, that was Challen Rogers, defender with the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break, and then KD and I will be back to wrap this up in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Kyle Davis bringing this one home for you. A big game coming up on Sunday. And I don't want to make it sound like I downplayed everything in the in the first part of the podcast when I talked about, you know, the world isn't coming to an end here if the Rock loses this game on Friday. Because, you know, it, it is important. It is an important game, obviously, to put another win uh, in the bank here 
at the start of April would be huge. But again, I'll backpedal into my original kind of stance here and say that it isn't the end of the world if uh, if they do lose Sunday, but it's not going to help. It won't help people. All right. So, uh, so Katie, I mean, uh, this Georgia team, like we've talked a little bit about, has been uh, kind of a thorn in the side of the Toronto Rock recently. You know, put the Rock out of the playoffs last spring. Two games to nothing was the uh, series sweep for the Swarm. They go on to win the championship. Um, what is the what do you think, if there is, what is the, the chink in the armor kind of, uh, so to speak, that uh, would be something that The Rock could or can exploit here on Sunday? Can exploit? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question because obviously, you know, what we've thought they could have exploited in the past hasn't, hasn't happened. Uh, but I guess off the top of my, you know, top of my head here right now, I think I think George has got a pretty good offense uh overall as a collective unit i think they could you know adam hall, or why did jordan hall, keep I, say, I keep saying adam hall <laughs> jordan hall he's a former penguin that's coming co- coming back and he i think he kind of brings something to that team and uh you know you got shane jackson king stats thompson's like the, i think the overall group there's not really a weak link so i i would go on the on the d side of things um Obviously, you got Noble, who's a top defender in the league, but I think the the back half of their their D depth is could could be exposed a little bit. And it's not just obviously these guys are on a defending championship team by any means. But uh, this is going to sound weird, but a guy like Connor Sellers, I think yeah. you could, I think a bigger body out there, maybe not the fleetest of foot. Yep. I think Hellier Schreiber, guys like that could expose a guy like that if you can find that kind of matchup on the floor and get uh, a two-man game with him or, or a one uh, you know get a shot to go at an iso at a guy like that I think you could uh, expose the defense a bit more I think you know you want to stay away from Noble obviously he's one of the best defenders in the league yep. guys like that but as well I wouldn't say Mike Poulin has been lights out all year I think uh, yeah. he, you know he's been a little inconsistent uh, th- throughout the year and if you could get quality looks uh, on him I think you'll feel good about you where you're maybe the potential of where this game can go right and uh, we saw at the start of last time they played you know everything was dropping on him early and uh, you know obviously he turned the game around and it was a game of runs but uh, I like the goaltending matchup I guess is what I'm getting at in this particular instance uh, I like Rosie I take Rosie over over Poulin here and uh, that's just another area I think the rock have the upper hand going into this weekend yeah and i think uh you know the pooling you know the pooling rosy matchup is an interesting one to watch obviously these guys have a little bit of a you know history i guess together too and i just think too like you know you sit there and you think well if you can get out early on them you can bury them but you know we saw what happened last time down there the rock did get out on them early and looked like it was going to be the continuation of the you know the offensive fireworks that we had seen before and uh just everything looked like it was gonna go in and and it was like oh boy but you knew they probably weren't pulling pooling regardless of what was going on in that game i think they had just moved kevin orleman to the active roster so he was backing up and i don't think it was that wasn't uh you know a the, the card in the uh in the deck but, there to play for coach como at that time i don't think i mean they have young goalies in the system that maybe have the potential to you know be something yeah. special in this league or be legitimate in this league but i don't think georgia would you know if you caught them in a in a truthful moment would say they want to get those guys in right now like if they don't no, i don't no, think no, they're no. i don't think they'd be too confident putting in yeah one of those guys in in a in a let's mop this game up situation here or we need yeah. you to act as a stopper here uh especially at that point it was still first quarter like that's the a lot of miles to go in a game there that for a goalie that you don't really have any trust or any league experience to fall back on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it, this Georgia team, I still feel like also, I was thinking about this the other day, it's like these guys are the defending champs. They're kind of obviously in the mix with everybody else right now in the East Division, but do you think overall, and maybe even the way we've talked about them here today, do you think they get the respect that maybe they have? earned i guess as champions defending champions 
Uh, I think it depends who you talk to. Like, I mean, I know us personally, when we talk, uh, we even though they started slow, we still didn't write. We had Georgia being yeah. involved, being involved at the end of the season somehow. Yep. We I didn't think they were missing the playoffs. I, I still don't think they'll miss the playoffs. I hope they lose this week, of course, but I still think <laughs> they'll find a, a way in. And then you know you catch them on a one game, or like it, they're they could get hot on a game, or there's no reason they couldn't get back to where they were last year. Um, I, I think maybe some of the I don't even know if you call it disrespect, but came from the start of the year. I don't think their lineup was a little bit in shambles with Ethan O'Connor yeah. and you know we mentioned Hall and Joel the, White. Joel was White. Out, yeah. There's a lot of moving parts, and and I don't want to say there's there's a, a hangover by any means, but I think people are coming for Georgia a bit more this year than maybe they were in the past. Now that yeah. they have won the championship, and you know you got a bigger target on your back, I guess in a sense. And uh, I wouldn't say they're getting a disrespect, but uh, I, like I said, I personally think they're going to be there. But they are right in the thick of things with the Rochester, Toronto, Buffalo. So as of today, if we're going by the numbers and, and the standings, they're right in the mix. They're a team in the mix. It's not like they're. Yeah. You know, blowing away the league, like for instance, Saskatchewan and sitting 11 and 3 or 12, right? Or whatever, absolutely. All right, so uh, I guess that'll pretty much bring us to prediction time here on the program. Um, this is obviously the third and final regular season meeting. Georgia's won both times so far this year, which means I'm going to go down a limb here without checking back into the archives here and say that we are 0 2 when picking uh, the result of games involving the Rock and the Swarm this year. So, Katie, what do you got for this one on Sunday? I got a tight game, uh, kind of indicative of how these guys play. Uh, One goal game, regulation, Toronto Rock, 13, Georgia 12. A good road win, grind grind it out, the offense chips in. Feel good about ourselves rolling down to the final three games. I'm going to go... Uh, you cannot say I'll kinda, 17-9. I'll kind of buy what you're selling. No, I'm not going to go 17-9. Although for a moment... Yeah. It did, no. I'm going to go 15-13 with an empty netter from Challen Rogers. Man show. seal the victory. There you go. Um, yeah, I, yeah think, I think it's going to be a close game. Like you're saying, I, I don't... like. Obviously, sitting back as a you know a rock supporter, you want you almost want this one to kind of just go and and be that ultimate confidence booster and just roll through this game somehow and have a big win in terms of a, a large margin of victory and be able to put this you know win in the win column and and move on and use it as a springboard through the rest of this month of April and you know finish strong and you look back at last year and and this team didn't finish strong in April and kind of limped its way into the playoffs a little bit Nick Rose didn't have a great month last April and the team kind of sputtered its way into the playoffs got through the first round against New England and then just couldn't get it done against Georgia and I don't think you want to see that happen again obviously so getting off on the right foot here on Sunday against Georgia would be you know it would be big in terms of, I think, how it would set up the rest of the month from a, almost just from a confidence standpoint. Uh, yeah, no, I agree, and we've mentioned it. I think this is a perfect or a great opportunity, and, you know, it's what you do with that opportunity and identify that you have a great opportunity in front of you here and, and taking advantage of that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, great on Sunday. I'm glad it's the Twitter game of the week now. Get some more eyes on it, hopefully. But I uh, just thinking, sitting here thinking, I had a question uh, to you, I guess, to post to you, obviously, no one else on the show. But um, <laughs> we you call know, somebody in from the no, office. <laughs> uh, you know, the offense comes off a tough one. Tom yeah. hasn't been playing for a bit. You know, Jones didn't have his best game. I think he was like in past years. I guess is what I'm getting at. They had a, like a Casey Bearns or a Doyle or a Shooter, just veteran guys. Even though Robbie's played in the league for a long time, he's still a young guy. Is there anyone that does anyone step up and say like it? from a leadership perspective that kind of can calm this is it you know jones because he's a bit older is it hellier because he's been here or is it just you know we all know that we got to be better or is it does that come from blaine manning the coach uh just curious your your thoughts on that and that's a very good question ricardo reinhold taylor just got here schreiber's only second year in the league like 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you would probably have to lean towards Jonesy in that situation, that he would be probably the veteran guy and a guy that a lot of these guys look up to, I think, right now. I mean, even, um, you know, we kind of joked with Robbie Hellyer when he was in here earlier on in the season on the podcast when he had posted that picture saying, you know, joking, you know, Jonesy's telling me right now how much he's looked up to me all of his life, you know, when really it's completely the opposite, right? So I would probably say Jonesy is one of those guys, not only in the offense, really, I'm sure in the dressing room in general that, you know, he doesn't have a letter on his jersey but would definitely be one of the leaders on this team and and he would probably be the guy to, to stand up and say, you know, and probably even identify himself a little bit you know amongst the other offensive guys that you know unfortunately didn't uh, get the job done last week and and to say that everyone's on the hook for this right good or bad and and clearly everybody was on the hook in the bad way uh in the loss against Colorado so yeah I mean he's the guy and then I mean on the back end obviously I think you look Brody's leadership is you know uh you know well documented and and Clearly, the the guy and the guy with the C on his jersey and whatnot, and then you, I mean, you've got other guys like Chappie, and you know, Robbie's got an A on his jersey too. And like you say, he has played in this league for a long time and learned from a lot of great leaders. The guys you mentioned, like you know, Colin Doyle and Josh Sanderson, and and Blaine Manning, you know, also played with him for uh, for a short amount of time. So this is a team that you know you can probably look to every corner of the dressing room and the coaching staff and everything. All the all the pieces. Everything are there, and, and we have to see them come together here in, over this final uh, month of the season. Yeah, no, I was just trying to see, like, you know, just kind of clued in how not inexperienced the group is as a whole, because that's not the right, that's not what I'm trying to say, but. It's know, different you, because I think probably like you're saying, you know, you Colin Doyle was here the, for sure. the that, whole time kind of thing, right? At. You know, we're in our 20th anniversary season here, and you've had, you know, despite his few years he was off in San Jose yeah. there, but, you know, basically here the whole time. You know, Josh Sanderson had a couple of tours of duty here, but, you know, these are the guys you just associate with, you know, the Toronto Rock, and when you look back and say, okay, well, who's going to be the guy – you know, this is maybe the opportunity for people to kind of write their write their own uh, legendary status or whatever you want to put it, is that, you know, who's going to be identified as the guy that put the team on their back or the few guys that put the team uh, on their respective backs here through the last month and maybe carry them on to something here because, you know, this whole thing is, you know, ripe for the taking in terms of possibly winning a championship, a deep run, when you get to a situation where, you know, if you do win the East, likely you're matching up against Saskatchewan, like we've talked about a million times, really for the past four years probably. But um, it's a two out of three series, right? Like, you know, it's not unthinkable that, you know, you've got you to you gotta steal one somewhere or you got to grab one and then probably hope you get to game three and flip a coin. It's going to be in their building and see what goes down right like i mean it uh you you hopefully uh, you take care of business at home if you can take care of business on the road in game one well probably feel a lot better about yourself but uh you know you've got a team there that's done it before and and just has a, a real winning pedigree in there and they're starting to kind of you know write their own uh, history there with with some of those guys that have been through these you know victories already and a couple of championships there and the mark matthews and and so on and so on. It's interesting that they've had a switch in net during all this too. We're kind of going off on a bit of a tangent here, but still, it's uh, this is it. This is the time to you know put up or shut up in terms of the Rock and and this team right now and how they're going to finish out the rest of this month. And uh, you know, and then we got an expansion draft coming up. Fun times ahead here. <laughs> All right, uh, anything ticket-wise to uh, update people as we get uh, towards the last regular season home game of the season? Yeah, it's uh, it's obviously shaping. It's going to be a colossal matchup with Rochester in town. Um, you know, obviously, must win. Not a must win, but we talked about the world's not caving in here. But it's a big game for the Toronto Rock, and we're going to want all supporters out there. Uh, you know, the past four or five games here, we've been over 10,000 people. It's been a good atmosphere in the building, and... You're not going to want to miss this one. Big one thing going on is minor lacrosse night. Any uh, minor lacrosse teams that are interested or groups that are interested, bringing a group of ten or more down, give our give our uh, office a shout at four one six five nine six three zero seven five. 
and uh, we'll be more than happy. We have a we have an exclusive offer available for the minor lacrosse teams for this particular game. It's a twenty one dollar lower bowl ticket. You can't beat that. Uh, we want to you know show our what we think of minor lacrosse, right? By offering this exclusive deal, so uh, no reason not to get out. Your season's just starting as well and getting vamped up, so it's a perfect storm. And that being said, if you're not, uh, you know, part of a minor lacrosse organization, still a lot of great options to get down. You can visit TorontoRock.com for tickets. We still have our, you know, our Jack Astros pack. If you're bringing, uh, you know, if you need five or six tickets, we have we, we got a six ticket flex pack still available. All that good stuff is still available. Uh, TorontoRock.com/tickets or just hop on TorontoRock.com, and uh, you can do the live chat with uh, with an account executive. So we'll be more than happy to. Uh, to place you into uh, you know the best package for for your wallet and for your family's needs. That was very well put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good one for your wallet. I said good. we've been I like it. I felt hot today. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, uh, yeah, lots going on obviously as we draw towards the end of the regular season, and don't forget to tune into Sunday's game, four oh five start in Georgia. It is live on NLLTV.com and also. The Twitter game of the week. So you'll be able to watch it anywhere, anytime. Just grab your mobile device or uh, laptop or whatever and jump on over to live.twitter.com slash NLL. And you can watch the Twitter game of the week or jump into uh, our Twitter feed or the NLLs and you'll be able to get there as well throughout the game. So um, it's a big one Sunday. It's going to be fun. It, uh, it's weird going from a Friday to a Sunday. It's a long gap even though it's – you know, you're uh, not missing a week of lacrosse at all, but it's just a bit of a gap. But Sunday can't come soon enough at this point. Hope everybody will be tuned in and uh, fired up and getting ready for Friday the 13th. Spooky. Spooky. All right. That'll about do it. Uh, in the meantime and in between time, I am Mike Hancock for Kyle Davis saying, that's it, that's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access over and done with. We will chat next week. Mm-hmm.